is it this might sound weird but is it wrong to say that caitlin jenner is not an american hero no no it's wrong to say like it seems like it's the politically correct you know because we live in this time frame now where it's like you can't you got to go with the flow of what everybody else Uh thinks because if you have an opinion about anything then you can get torn up like on facebook or you know people just tear you apart because it's it's a real it's a real bully world nowadays so i felt like for the longest time like yeah just saying it feels nice it's almost cathartic just to say like yeah caitlin jenner she's not like She's not like a fucking American hero like everyone's making her out to be just because she, you know, transitioned and stuff. And yeah, no, there's plenty of trans individuals long before Caitlyn Jenner. Some of which, uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about today. The uh, Wachowski Mm -hmm. sisters, as they are now. Wachowski sisters, yes. Yeah. And so actually we were talking about it last week and I thought it was had something more to do with we've talked about this before in other episodes, how the, you know, feminism was, has, has kind of been oppressed in the film industry. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and most notably with the me too movement is, it's, it's sprung from the film industry of things that the executives were making horrible things that executives were making people do for roles. Yeah. And so we thought that that was the case last week when we were talking about just inter- dipping our toes in the water as it were, for this uh yeah. this episode but it's not they're actually transgender and have changed and they really? did it before caitlin <laughs> really yeah so that's kind of cool huh yeah that is cool i never knew you didn't hear anything about it they just kind of did it and you know yeah and did their own and they didn't like caitlin jenner didn't have to do it with a tv show <laughs> yeah dude oh man i wouldn't have i would not have wanted to been in the meeting where he was like all right I'm transitioning. Figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Figure out. You know, well, even now they yeah. still on like on Kardashians, they still have to say like, you know, dad or mom. They don't know what the hell to say. They're like, oh, dad. Yeah, they're like, well, I don't know what to call you. <laughs> I think you just commit to time frames. Like at the point when you were a man, when you identified as a man, then you say dad. And then mm-hmm. after the transition, then you say like, I don't mom, I guess. Or is that offensive to the actual mother? See, no, I wouldn't imagine so. I think you should just be called whatever you want to be called. If you want to be dad, even though you transition, because that is your role in the family, because like, let's say they're your kids and then you transition afterwards. If you still want to be called dad, I don't see anything wrong with that. But if you want to be called mom, I don't see anything wrong with that. You're still a parent. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That That's kind of all that matters. As long as you are, you know, parenting or active in their life. Yes. As long as you care. <laughs> And they're loving and stuff. Because I, I know a lot of parents who are very active in their kid's life. Unlike just evil people. <laughs> well, we don't have to count what, the way I'm treating my kids right now in quarantine. Because we've been together over a month, okay? I'm, I'm done with it. No, just... no, no. They, they deserve whatever's happening. Poppy now. needs a break. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, we may be a little bit late. But you know what you clicked on when you got here. What's going on, guys? Welcome to this episode of Uncovered Cinema. I'm Brian coming at you from Los Angeles. I'm Will from Orlando, Florida. Yes, and today we are talking yes, the yes, yes, yes. you missed the coin toss last week. So uh last week we were talking about uh who was it? Uh the guy. And <laughs> he was a director. Um, um yeah, I, I already forgot his name. Sonnefeld, Barry Sonnefeld from uh yes, Sonnefeld. Men in Black, and then the mm-hmm. your your you picked the Wachowski 
brothers the at the time, and we mm-hmm. figured out that now they're the Wachowski sisters. So yeah, that threw me off. <laughs> that really threw me off. Yeah. When well, I looked it up, I was like, uh, I don't remember that. Maybe it's one of those Mandela effect things that's going on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah. And I actually wanted to talk about that in another episode too, but uh, <laughs> that's kind of fun too. Um, well, if you, it, it'll give you time to look it up if you haven't seen the the Mandela, the Mandela lot or the, uh, the truth. The Mandela the, effect. Yeah. How, how you believe it yeah. to be, how your mind twists things. Uh, it's It's like, something fun to look into. Bernstein spares Bernstein bears or Bernstein or whatever it's called either way it's very fun yeah okay it's like yeah, pop it culture <laughs> um uh theories yeah uh, conspiracy theories it's very popular it's very fun so what was it it was a uh, Mr. Rogers I believe and they said uh, everybody perceives it to be it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood but he actually says it's a beautiful day in my neighborhood in the in the oh, on the actual show but people really? have believed it to be the neighborhood you know huh and then there's the the biggest one which was uh star wars where everyone thinks it's oh they think luke how i'm luke. your father or something like that yeah but it's actually something else he doesn't say it that way he he does it in a yoda yeah. style almost you know i don't know it's it's yeah, flipped he the says, words are... no i am your father because luke says you killed my father he's like no i am your father yeah there you go yeah and everyone thinks yeah. it's it's not it's like luke I am. It's not. Nah. I've been hearing it my whole life, but it's yeah. just because people are stupid. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, are are you still on lockdown over in Florida? Oh yeah, hardcore, yeah. hardcore. Basically, leaving your house for essential reasons only. Like I'm essentially going down the block to get essential Taco Bell, so I essentially don't kill my roommate. Yeah, that type of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I I've made exemptions to myself. I don't know if you can do this in the in the California or not, but I'm like, yeah, at a certain point you just need to get out of the house because you're going to fucking kill everybody in the house. So it's just, yeah, that's yeah. essential to me. That's even if I'm just getting out for a walk to clear my mind for yes. from being with everybody 24 hours a day, it's driving me nuts. But, uh, yeah, we in California, we have like it right now. I think we're all on like a big timeout because, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the governor Newsom, uh, I call him Papa Newsom. He uh, allowed all the beaches to open back up, right? And then so that week, yes. everybody flooded the beaches, and they weren't following any of the rules, and they weren't doing the social distancing or the masks and everything. So on Monday, yeah. he came out and did a live thing, and with with you know on all the news stations, he's like, "Guys, you know, I saw it. You know, I'm not mad at you. I'm just disappointed. But as a result, I'm taking away all the beaches. So he closed all the beaches down again." Because we, we didn't know how to crap. behave. <laughs> so all of California, we're on timeout time now. We're facing the corner indefinitely Dude. until Papa Newsom says otherwise. <laughs> That's so funny, man. That's so funny. Yeah, here in Florida, they opened up the beaches and thousands of people went, just like in uh, California. And from what I've read, I read somewhere, these are not accurate numbers by any stretch of the imagination, but I read it was like 220 new cases from wow. people going to the beaches. Oh, just from and going to the beach, like, yeah. Just just from going to the beaches. Like, they got flooded. Dude. And uh, there's a few different pictures. One picture that was, like, super, super crowded, but everybody's saying that it's fake. And then if you – there's another picture that zoomed out further. They did a telescope lens to come in. You could tell – Um, but Oh, like, like they did with Trump's seem, inauguration? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that one didn't seem very <laughs> – uh, like they were super, super close together. There's definitely a lot of people. So I'm not really sure – 
like what to believe and i'm not really sure about the numbers either but either way that's a lot of cases yeah yeah we're not uh we're not done yet by any stretch of imagination but i i think uh-huh. um i dare to say it's almost safe to bring the world back to normal because at this point nothing is going to change and it's not going to change in the next few years if you look at like the influenza which happened in 1918 that was the last pandemic we had it took three or four years before the safety protocols that they put in place were done away with so it's it's inevitable now that even if we go back to normal within the next few years we are going to have to wear masks we're going to have to do social distancing we're just going to have to change that the the way we do business period so those things can start to be changing right now they can start you know, if they if we accept that fact and start moving forward, we can start getting back to some sense of normal, or at least getting back to work. Well, and that's just going to be the new normal for uh, the world, basically. And the world is already starting to go there. You have to basically grasp the new technologies coming out. For instance, uh, Canon allowing us to be able to do this right now. Amazing with their new update. Yeah, that update, which was free for us, um, completely made CamLink irrelevant completely irrelevant if you have the yeah. right camera and Save hundreds of dollars i mean like I- hundreds of dollars and it it's just for free and then you have unknown things like zoom who the heck knew about zoom or zoom or whatever they're called <laughs> yeah um nobody knew about it before the pandemic but now everybody knows about it well and they're so, and they're the zoom became popular because they got backed by all the universities and once the universities jumped on that's everybody yep. starts jumping on because then it becomes you know, all the students are using it. So they're like, oh, well, I can call my family with this and we can get all of, like my family actually just yesterday did a a group Zoom uh, chat. It turned out to be horrible yeah. because everybody was talking at once. But, uh, you know, it's it's the only Terrible. reason they're using it is because I, my university was using it. So that's otherwise yeah. we wouldn't even know what Zoom is. Never heard of it before. Yeah, exactly. So as long as we keep adapting We'll be fine. It's yeah. just it might take a, a while for us to get through this thing, but we're just gonna have a whole new regular, a whole new normal after it's over. Exactly. Um that's already apparent with the literal war between the Titans. We have AMC and Universal, two of the biggest names in filmmaking going head to head right now, and it's insane. All because uh, of the COVID nineteen. Uh, was it the Trolls movie or something that got released? Yeah. 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 So basically the way I understand it is Universal um, politely talked shit that <laughs> <laughs> they put out the um, the Trolls movie and didn't have to go through nobody and pay any extra percentage. And um, and it did really, really well. A hundred million, I and, believe, on the first weekend. Yeah. And they're talking about um, possibly doing more like that in the future. And AMC was like, oh, hold your fucking horses. <laughs> uh-uh, honey Hell boo-boo. Hell no. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Hell no. This is my freaking show. Yeah. <laughs> and damn it, I'm not going to play any Universal movies at any theater ever again. And then another um, theater that's a titan in the industry back to AMC. And they're like, all right, fuck you, Universal. Yeah. You want to do things your way? Do things your way. You can't be at our theater either. So this thing is turning into like really big (laughs) yeah and yeah that's a good point it'll be interesting to see where that goes and how this is going to change well the way that we consume media now is already changed it's changed in the past two months but yeah this is going to be interesting how we watch our movies because we've actually talked about this before too uh it's it's nice to be able to just 
get the movies that are coming out and watch it on your big screen TV at home or whatever, may, mm-hmm. your, your, your iPhone or, well, you know, whatever you got, it's nice to yeah. not have to get out of bed, but then it's, you know, that doesn't take away from uh, the fact that maybe we want to go out and go sit in a theater and have that communal experience because that is also, you know, something that is nice too. I, I love getting out of the house, especially if the kids go to bed and watch a movie, yeah. big bag popcorn. And uh, if they're going to take that away from there, I mean, they could feasibly still be very successful on their own. We saw how Disney released their mm-hmm. their uh, Disney Plus app and yeah. in connection with ESPN. I think that's the way we're going is niche media. It's kind of where we're falling in line mm-hmm. with. Yeah, and all that's going to turn into is literally we're going back through the studio era of filmmaking, that horrible time when the studios controlled the theaters and they controlled making the films and independent filmmaking was non-existent because they just couldn't get in. If we turn all to niche media like it's looking like, that's exactly what we're headed for, except now in the digital age. Yeah. Instead of physical theaters. Now we have streaming services. You can't get your indie movie made unless you pay them certain money or they get approved to get put on here. It's like it's going to make it so much harder for indie if this continues down the road it is. Yeah, don't you you don't think it'll be easier for indie films because oh, there's no. so much uh-uh. more media outlets they can go with now. I, yeah, I think well, the term think of what's it, right? successful is going to become more subjective, though. Well, think about it, though. What is the things that we can push out our films to a wide audience? We I, have Vimeo that we can save the films on and email people to watch. We have YouTube. I mean, it's YouTube. Anything you put <laughs> out there is going to be considered a video from YouTube. So, I mean, there's that. Yeah. Uh, you have the... The indie shows, which which the route that they go now is the indie, the a lot of people do the circuit. The indie circuits will survive, but those people that pay a lot of money to make a feature film and sell it to like Netflix is going to be um, harder to sell when Universal and you know Disney and fuck all the other movie <laughs> people have yeah. their own streaming service or have a streaming service they build together. It's just going to be so much harder. I think, in my opinion, but you know, I could be wrong. Yeah, see, but I, I, I don't know. I, I think it's, it's going to be interesting to watch because I, I think that having more outlets is going to make it easier for uh, smaller. Maybe everything is just going to be indie because there's no, there's no big contenders anymore. All that is being kind of stripped down. Like, for example, yeah. Disney. It's not like they're. They ha- they do their own app. They're in their own fucking world doing their thing. They don't care about what what everyone else is doing. If they want to release something, they can go right through their app. And and so the term of success, I think, is just going to be a little bit more subjective. Uh, we're just going to have to change the way we think about how we are going to make success. Well, during the last studio era, the quality of the film was actually very low because they're mm. making so much. Um. I hope that it doesn't follow the same trend and the quality of film that we start pushing out during our new studio era is pushed out low. I hope we use this to advance, but I. It'll be interesting to see. The system is not <laughs> successful. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I, I can agree with that, but yeah. Wachowski sisters thinking of speaking of things that change. Mm. Um, yes. <laughs> that's a great transition. <laughs> I think this is going to be, I'm optimistic about this episode, but I'm also very uh, cautious because of the way that we've approached the uh, other 
we don't have a political correctness. We don't have the political filter that we should. And no, so this is it's definitely going to be a, a tiptoey episode. So I'm also glad that we're live streaming, which you can check out on our live stream at facebook.com at Uncovered Cinema, which we stream every Sundays. Woot, woot. <laughs> woot, woot. So this is your topic. So the reason I came up with the Wachowski sisters is um, last last week we came up with um, one director of art each to or person in industry to follow their career and see how it was. I couldn't think of anybody because I didn't want to be like, oh, I'm going to do, uh-huh, 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 you know, triple A guy over here and a uh, big guy over there. And you George could just Lucas say we don't really there. prepare for our shows until yes. we get on, <laughs> actually see each other on Skype. And then we're like, so what do you want to do today? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was like, yeah, I want to see a movie. I want to see who directed this movie and like go through that. And I picked Speed Racer. Best movie from a kid. Love this movie. It's the best. Um, so turns out the Wachowski sisters directed Speed Racer. So we're like, all right, let's jump in and dive through Wachowski sisters films. Turns out Speed Racer is actually one of their favorite films. One of the um, one film that a lot of people don't give enough credit to. If you guys haven't seen it in a while. Watch it. I think it's on Netflix. Maybe. Possibly. Let me look that up. Maybe. I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix. Um it's definitely on Hulu. Uh, oh, no. Yeah. You can only rent it from YouTube, Google, iTunes, Vudu, and Amazon. This might be not rentable. Yeah. But it's definitely <laughs> a good movie. Well, it, what's interesting is they did Matrix before they mm -hmm. realized this project. So I think you're going to see, like, it's interesting because Matrix is so huge and it's such a popular movie. And that was, like, their second movie they made. And yeah. I, I would think, you know, as you as you hone in on your skills, because that's really what we're looking at now is how observing how people in industry have honed their skill throughout the years. Um, mm -hmm. They they had this hit starting right out the gate and and everything has just been kind of honing and, and building on to that. And Speed Racer was a manifestation of that after several years after they they had made Matrix. Um, yeah. And actually, I found out in researching this, too, we have a Matrix 4 coming out um, in 20... Yes. 20... I don't want to say next be... year. Three? Oh, I thought it was 2022. I thought it was supposed to come out at the same time as John Wick. Oh, that would be interesting. Uh, yeah, because I thought it was the same day John Wick and the new Matrix movie are coming out the same day. And everybody was, like, freaking out that it's going to be uh, Keanu Reeves Day, which would be... <laughs> awesome and i totally back that idea because he's the shit yeah he's he's only a few more movies away from having his own day I, i'll give that to him <laughs> yeah he he's amazing so yeah gotta love him god i love lana's hair lana wachowski's hair that hot pink she has leaks. yes the hot pink it's so great we'll so post great. a picture on our instagram well let's get yes. into like <laughs> early life i'll just give him an introduction here this is coming from uh well, wikipedia page i know it's not the most reputable source but this is where I can find the most information about them. I actually listened to uh, three podcasts, other podcasts that had mentioned them, and none of them have covered their their life or this transition, that, this huge transition that they've made. Um, it's just oh, really geez. an examination of their their movies that they've created. So uh, Lana and uh, Lana was born Lawrence Wachowski, born in Chicago in 1965. Lily was born. Um, to Andrew mm -hmm. Paul Wachowski, two and a half years later in 67. Um, their mother's oh, so a nurse, twins. practitioner, and a painter. No, no, not twins, but uh, For whatever siblings. reason, I thought they were twins. 
and uh, their father is a businessman of a Polish descent. Okay. Um, so not, I got it wrong on the Jewish name. Okay. <laughs> Learn, learning as I go here. Wachowski, that's a tricky one, but Polish, <laughs> we know it's not Polish. So, um, Polish. <laughs> their uncle is an actor and primetime Emmy award winning producer, Lawrence Luckinbill. Luckinbill. Uh, I'll take Wachowski Luckin over Luckinbill. Um, and they have two other sisters, Julia and Laura. And uh, Julia is a creative assistant coordinator from the film was uh, the assistant coordinator for the film Bound, which was one of their first movies they directed. And cool. uh, she's a novelist and a screenwriter as well. And they attended. Uh, okay, we don't really care about high school, elementary school. Uh, so basically, they grew up in Chicago. It looks like for her. And they went to a performing arts school, so that's kind of where they they have their background from. And they're both gamers, so that's kind of cool. Me and you are, are both gamers. We have gaming channels that we're working on. Woo-hoo. So they they are they actually consider themselves gamers as right next to the title of screenwriter and um, and director. And let's see, they went to Bayard College in New York, and they both dropped out both of them dropped out before graduating so it goes to show you don't need an education to be successful in the film industry you just gotta bust your ass <laughs> yeah do you actually know why they became directors no so they wrote the first um their first movie on their list assassins they wrote yeah. that movie it got picked up and everything and once they did um the studio was like all right f you guys let's get our own writer in they completely rewrote the entire story right. of assassins and wouldn't take the Wachowskis off the um, off the film rights. Yeah. So um, they're like, you know, f this, screw this, dude. We're gonna be directors if we want to be able to control the situation. So they became directors and got the directing get on bound. It's a hard way to learn, but yeah, once you yeah. only got to be slapped on the wrist once. And uh, yep, I, I can. You think it would be a good thing to like, let's put my name on something. You know, you didn't do the work, but you know, it's, and it's not in this case, well, it's awful. they did the work, <laughs> but then somebody completely changed it into yeah. uh, something that wasn't representative of themselves. And we see how yeah. good of a, a screenwriter they are because of everything else that they've been in is just, is, is, is way up there. And, and is, yeah, uh, let's actually just look into that really, you know, V for Vendetta. Okay. The invasion speed racer came out in 2008 the ninja assassin so that probably looks like was something from assassins and they kind of like had a redo uh cloud atlas um jupiter ascending that's on netflix now jupiter ascending like that i didn't i didn't realize dude that they um did jupiter ascending such a good movie yeah i thoroughly enjoyed it a lot of people don't but i really did yeah definitely i i I, seems like they like to live in like that sci-fi world that's kind of where they're yeah they're comfy they really do well in there um they also did sense eight which i thought was a good show i enjoyed it what so for me i liked what i was for vendetta yeah i didn't i've never seen that one but I've heard of it. Such a great movie. Uh, Okay, Matrix. They're directors, writers, and producers for The Matrix. So what I was thinking, you know me, symbolism. I like to live in the world of symbol. I like finding the symbolism in things. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And uh, Gotta love that symbolism. Yeah. (laughs) But what I thought was genius with the trilogy of The Matrix was that the the way that it's structured so that you want to keep watching more but it's you're not getting the same thing from it so the matrix was this uh almost biblical 
display because they're oh, basically man. saying the one, you know, he's the so one references. He's the, the savior. Yeah. He's basically Jesus. Right. And so that's not the message they're trying to convey though. That's what's cool about it. They're giving the people what they want. You start at this frame of reference. It's like, I'm going to meet you where you guys are. And then I'm going to fucking blow your mind over the next few episodes because it's like they, they built up this groundwork giving people what we, what we know and what we believe in that religious mm-hmm. side and saying he's the one, you know, he, he, he can be the prophet and live up to this. But then you go into like the second and third ones and they break all that shit down. And it's like, then they realize, okay, yeah, he can't, he can't be prophetic. He can't be, he can't be the one that saves everything. We have to do it yeah. ourselves. And creatively as, uh, the writing this, it, it they kind of put themselves into like a corner anyways, because, once you have this guy who's dodging bullets and warping the world that he lives in, uh, it's hard to give him uh, an act two. You know, <laughs> how yeah. is he going to do it in the next movie? What what can what can we do to challenge this guy? And and they kind of give him like a cop out in the beginning of the second movie by um, what is it the the Smiths or whoever the those guys that pop up is. I think he made like a reference like, uh, oh, upgrades. You know, they've been upgraded. Yeah, yeah, but, the um, agents, but. The Wachowski writing is going to be able to pull them out any day of the week. They're so talented because we don't even know if the Matrix movies meant Neo being the one in the first place. They might have been talking about Agent Smith the whole time. Right. Just one of those uh, film conspiracy theories that actually kind of does sound like something the Wachowskis would want to slide in there they're all about that subliminal messaging all about that read between the lines stuff (laughs) and it's so much better watching their movies when you think about stuff like that so one of the conspiracy theories is that agent smith is the one he was born in the matrix he was created in the matrix um he was able to take a body outside of the matrix um and he was able to do all kinds of crazy 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 stuff so that's one of the theories, and I really do think that's correct. <laughs> Personally, but I mean, one of the first characters I thought I saw someone here. I can't remember. Maybe it was Bound. One of the first characters that was uh, transgender as well, and I, I believe there was a reference to that in the Matrix too, uh, with the main uh, gal that was in the movie when she was coming out or something of of that <clears throat> the battery thing that they're in i guess it was she had the option to be a man oh yeah yeah it's not the uh it's not the main character it's the gal she wears a white shirt she's the one that always plugs in the things in the back of the head and she's got her shaved head and so there's that there's that transgender reference to that alludes to the transition that he eventually had several years later and Mm -hmm. uh what this was in uh 1989 and they didn't actually have a transition until almost 10 years later um so yeah, that's that's interesting that they're they're fitting that in there and in yeah and in the pop culture we're we're consuming it and eating it and they didn't even know subliminally that 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 was there and that we were saying that you know. So yeah, they are good directors. I really like what they do. Um, I don't really know if there's much else to say about them. <laughs> and that's a wrap. We cut it. We're <laughs> good to go. <laughs> well, I mean, you only say so much. Uh, like we talked about the matrix uh cloud atlas i haven't seen that yet. is that any good yeah i don't remember seeing i i i've watched it but it's an older older movie so i don't, I don't remember 2012 is when it came out but 
yeah, it's definitely a good movie. Um, I've also I've heard the argument in researching for this episode that they were better writers as men, <laughs> and then once they transitioned, <laughs> because my thought, my theory on this is that because the there was still a struggle back then. You know, you're still striving to be the person you want to be, and so mm-hmm. once you've transition then it's like you 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 don't you, i don't know if, you, if once you become the person you want to be you don't you're not struggling for it anymore and so when you're trying to harness that into the characters you're writing writing is a very mm-hmm. hard thing to do especially when you're doing different characters because you you almost have to have a a bipolar person <laughs> yeah multiple personalities type of type of deal to uh elaborate and and show the different personalities that are on screen and basically Mm -hmm. they're just saying that once they had that transition they didn't they didn't have that struggle that internal passion wasn't there anymore but yeah i don't see it i don't know because i'm reading from here like they they knew who they were as kids so well i find it very interesting that we have both i see here i go again my key word anytime you hear me say interesting it's (laughs) time to take a shot (laughs) It's very interesting. Huh? <laughs> yeah, my, Timmonson, I find it so interesting. My thesaurus is still loading. This whole time, it's just been a spinning wheel, so I can't, <laughs> I can't use any other words. Well, anyways, let's go ahead and finish this one. Um, okay, well, yeah, so the we have Matrix 4 coming out next year, so it'll be interesting yep. to see where they're going with this. Uh, what, what do you call it after a trilogy? That's the thing everybody's doing nowadays, too. If you notice, like, back... In the 70s and 80s, when you made films, you could just keep kicking them out. Rambo, one, two, three, four. Yeah. You just keep doing Rambo them over. 19. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And and now we've we've kind of conformed to this. Well, the way it was a few years ago, we conformed to this trilogy setup. So all the all the big movie uh, studios would just do threes. And that was the golden number, and then they would stop it. But then they wanted to push the boundaries. So then we see, like with with the Harry Potter and Twilight series. Yeah. I know you, we don't got to get into the the actual aesthetics of Twilight and their script writing, but um, oh, they use it. Twilight, yeah, it's so beautiful. <laughs> if you notice, though, it's still a trilogy, but they break the last one up into two. They did, and so it's like there must be something psychologically with that number well, that makes I mean, people happy. Everybody, or... if they sat through the first two. They're going to sit through two more to finish off the storyline. And if they put it out as a trilogy, part one, they can make twice the money off one story. I think that's what they decided. Yeah. Yeah. But then why wouldn't you just call it? What would you even call it? That's my question. Well, you don't want to call it a sequel. A foursome. Yeah. (laughs) But it's not because the last one was just really long. Yeah. And the studio sucks. (laughs) <laughs> well that is the down th- downside about a foursome is they do take a long time <laughs> so uh <it's, laughs> you gotta wait for everyone to finish i mean that's so much <laughs> i don't know what t- what comes after a trilogy so i, I got i got nothing it's quadro quadro quad um quad something yeah i don't know i don't know quad series or something i'm not sure yeah i'm almost anything after that at that point it doesn't become a series because it's it might as well just be a tv show but anyways, we have yeah. Matrix 4, so it'll be interesting to see where they're going to go in this foursome uh, series of movies and and what what parts of our mind are going to be blown. I'm really excited for the new Matrix movie, and I uh, I want to know if Matrix and John Wick 
intermingle like if the stories tie into each other because there's a theory that they do and that would be awesome if the wachowskis worked with whoever wrote john wick and made that happen who did write john wick actually yeah maybe there's like a a dog in the matrix that gets stepped on or something and then he's got to go and kill them all and or right some drunk russian (laughs) that's yelling at people dope if they worked with like chad and chad stalesky and david leach yeah whatever but that'd be cool if they worked with them and made that happen well what's interesting is we last (laughs) week we're we're talking about the significance of the coen brothers and Mm -hmm. and how it related to barry sonnefeld how he worked with them on their first movie and this was another thing that kind of ties in with the wachowski sisters is that they were compared to the coen brothers and at the time they had had like their fifth movie that had come out and so they were already legends you know and so they they were honored when they made their first movie to be compared to that. Um, to so it's again like they it just shows how these legends are legends because that's two weeks now that two different people, three different people have had looked up to the Coen Brothers and were trying to trying to uh, you know work with them or in some capacity mm-hmm. or be you know related to the, their work. So uh, that's yeah. that, I actually is a good segue into uh maybe next week we should pick uh coen brothers just to stick on this wachowski sisters path and uh sounds good do a coen brothers deep dive yes see what all the hype is about deeper ish dive i want to do scorsese too like that's yeah i do want to do scorsese's early life (laughs) yeah i really want to look into him uh making all those gangster movies and the stuff he learned and all the uh well I feel like Leonardo DiCaprio's in every fucking movie he makes. That is that one with the what, where they're in the ah, what is it called the light tower, and yeah. uh, there's the was the other one where he's the Wolf of Wall Street. That one that one's such a good movie too. But uh, yeah, he's a panner. They don't remember last mm-hmm. week. They don't like pans, so we'll see. They don't <laughs> like pans. Was it a, the pan. Did he also make the uh, <laughs> New York Gangs of New York as well? Yeah, Scorsese. Oh, good guess. It's he's got a signature, and I don't know what it is yet. So I need a few weeks to figure it out before we we jump into this, because yeah, it's a, it's a certain signature that you can just don't even have to know anything about it. Besides from the fact that Leonardo DiCaprio's in it or uh, yeah. Robert De Niro, because <laughs> he works with him a lot too. And uh, I, you know, I'm going to think about it, but it's going to kind of come back to when we were talking about getting becoming successful in the film industry, which you can go back and see that was. A, about three or four weeks ago now that we had talked about ways to get in the film industry, but it, it talks about creating your signature and, and when it's, it's really something when I can't think about what makes it his signature, but you just watch it and you know, you know? Yeah. You know, it's <laughs> Scorsese. Exactly. It's, it's a, put a little on it, you know, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else you'd call it. Put a little Scorsese love yeah. on it, baby. <laughs> well, as you can see, if you are watching us on our live stream now, you can uh, see we have Suckers. figured out how to get both of our images on the screen. And yes, <laughs> in testing, did. I noticed in testing the way we did it, we were actually facing each other. So it looked like we were having a conversation. And then when we did this in reality, we're both facing the opposite directions of where we were before. So maybe I'm going to switch our our pictures yeah, so that we'll it, be facing each other again <laughs> yeah i uh <laughs> had to completely move everything in my setup to make it work so yeah well <laughs> it works i'm a little needy it, it yeah <laughs> at least you accommodated <laughs> but 
So, uh, anyways, yeah, you can check us out on on Uncovered Cinema at Facebook, uh, where we're going to be temporarily because we're currently trying to get our uh, website up and running. Where we're eventually, that's going to be our home for live streams. Every Sundays, we're going to uh, take over our homepage of our website, and yep. basically, you have a live stream there, as well as some new merch coming out. We are working on some very beautiful oh. merch. And uh, very, very excited about that. We're not doing that crappy print on demand stuff. So if you've ever bought merch from any of other favorite podcasts or maybe have it and we're going to be the first to pop your cherry, then uh, we're excited. Thank you very much. And uh, yes, we are yes, working yes. on some actual merch with a real printer and it's going to be beautiful quality stuff that we've all worn and uh, tested before it ever gets out to the public. So right now yeah. you have a really very excited, really good design that we're getting out to a graphic designer that, uh, the, the, uh, phrasing that you made up. I like it. It's going to be fun when we print yes. that out. And, <laughs> uh, I have a really cool Yay. designed, like it's almost, I almost want to get it as a tattoo, but it's just, it's a, uh, it's a studio camera on a pedestal tripod and it looks pretty yeah. bomb. Cause it's, it's done almost like, uh, Indian or warrior logos or rock. That's cool. Think of the rock, you know, <laughs> he's, he's tatted and all that stuff. I don't know. It's Pacific Islander theme, but I like it. So, uh, look forward to that. And then we also are in the process of working on Patreon because, uh, the viewership is going up. We're still making episodes every week and we're managing to get through the quarantine when there's not even theaters Ooh. are open. Uncovered Cinema is here for you. We're still making episodes. Yes, and the theaters yes. are not. <laughs> here for you every week, no matter what. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll look forward to that. It'll be coming out probably within the next month or two. Um, be patient because we want to make sure that we are presenting the best quad, 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 <laughs> product we can for you. Yeah. <laughs> Just spit that out there. And uh, in the meantime, yeah, I guess we'll come back to... I, I like this series that we're doing and I want to keep it on... Mm -hmm for maybe two more episodes or so if you're okay with it but um it's it's fun so i <laughs> i like digging into like the who how who makes these people how they became big like you know what made these people these yeah. people these people are just people yeah. and they're they're great for it now and we want to know how they got there so yep. yeah i think we uh yeah. we put a little cherry on this one yeah and uh yeah i love this series and i love that we're you know, like this now. It's so great. So, yeah. <laughs> yay to us. Oh, and you know, the what you were referencing earlier, what Canon is doing that allows us to do it. We may have some techies that might be interested in it. Um, if you haven't heard that the, well, because of the quarantine, all the web cameras have been sold out. We've actually have been planning to incorporate this into a live stream for several months now since we started doing yep. this. I think we started in December or November even. And, uh, we had been had on order um, a video processing card that can allow us to stream both at the same time. And uh, with, you know, the new cameras and, and computers that we had to get for this podcast and the work that we do in our daily mm -hmm. lives, we hadn't been able to find the video capture cards or webcams. And so what Canon did was released a utility update that allows all your Canon cameras, your DSLRs to be directly plugged into your computer and act as a webcam. It's so brilliant. Yeah. And it, it, I, 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 you know, tilt my hat to them because this is exactly what we needed at this time. And it's such a game changer. Yeah. I tilt my, my headphones to you. <laughs> it's a game changer because like you've said, it's essentially made these 
$250 to $400 capture, video capture cards that you can buy, crap. I mean, you don't need them anymore. Yeah, it made uh, definitely the cam capture cards completely obsolete. Yeah. 100%. And the image uh, is so much better now, too. Like, we have yeah. depth and of field. With, mm-hmm, and now with, yeah, mine is still on the um, the thingy because I don't have a good enough uh, thingy lens yet. Oh. <laughs> work in progress we'll get there <laughs> exactly every week i'll have something new and it'll be great it'll yeah. be beautiful <laughs> and uh you know i was thinking back to like uh not that i watch them or anything but uh the joe rogan podcast you know he's, he's arguably one of the mm-hmm. biggest announcers and and speakers in the world right now that's that's come from this media source and i was looking at his original stuff with the this shitty ass webcam on the 720 i don't even know what's below 720 that is a standard but it was just so pixelated and crap and and you could barely see he didn't even have any lights on it was his kitchen lights it looked horrible and he had like but you know back then uh, when the wind early windows you can have like bubbles coming up on your camera (laughs) he's he's doing this speech he's talking with bubbles all over the place it was just jesus and then now look at him he's doing it in this this big fancy studio with all his things so yeah, it's it's it, we're on that same same uh, idea of improvement every every week that we can. So, yeah, you can check it out yeah. on that one. It's pretty funny. It's pretty hilarious. You're like, oh, this is garbage. It's using I don't even know. It's it's probably just the the laptop microphone that's comes you know built into it. It sounds all tin canny, but it's a it's a mystery how people listen to him. <laughs> I don't know. That's okay. He makes good stuff now. Yeah. Well, anyways. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to yes, Uncovered thank Cinema. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> we're rambling on now, like old men, but uh, we haven't seen we haven't seen anybody. And, you know, we're all living in our own houses now. This kind of sucks. Uh, you know what I mean? You yeah. know what I'm trying to say? Quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> Quarantine. <laughs> Anyways, we'll talk to everybody next week. Thanks you much for tuning in. Thank you. Thank you.